Grace Chapel podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We're so glad you're here. Before we get started, we want to remind you of the importance of being connected into a local church body. Podcasts are a gift from God, but are meant to be supplemental and not substitute or replace the gathering of the saints in worship in the Word. With that being said, we pray that this teaching would bless you, equip you, and encourage you in your walk with Christ. This morning is going to look a little bit different. Some of you may have come expecting this. Some of you might just be hearing this this morning, but um, at least once a year, sometimes mid-year at the end of the summer, we do this as well, but at least once a year at the beginning of the year, we pause and we do a yearly update and just kind of celebrate the things that have happened in the past year. We look ahead to some, some plans for the new year, which by the way, we just always humbly submit that to the Lord. Like we're willing to allow him to redirect us, but some things that we anticipate experiencing in the new year and just kind of touch base about where we are as a body. And so this is really a little bit more kind of family meeting style this morning. If if you've been here for years, I, I trust what you'll be able to hear is just remembering the journey we've been on together and just seeing God's faithfulness and celebrating that. If you're relatively new to the body, I hope this will just give you a sense of who we are, what we're about, and some things that are happening here in our midst. And so um, I'm going to pray one more time as we go into this. And um, would y'all be praying kind of with me and for me that I can just communicate uh, with clarity and that we can all just be encouraged this morning? Um, Because here's the deal. I'm going to talk about some details. I'm going to celebrate some people. And we're just going to talk about some things that have been happening in our midst. But the point of this is not to say, wow, look at Grace Chapel, what a great job we're doing, or boost up the ego of certain people. We want to bring glory to God. We are blown away by him and his faithfulness, and I'm just thankful to be a part of this church community um, and what God's doing here in our midst. So we wanna bring him glory this morning, amen. And so Lord, we just come before you um, one more time. God, probably because of the topic this morning, just gratitude has been on my heart. Lord, I am grateful. I'm grateful personally, God, that when I'm faithless, you're faithful. God, I'm grateful for your mercy that's new every morning. Lord, I'm I'm grateful for for my family and for this church community that we get to be a part of. And Lord, just what what a small taste it is of your greater kingdom at work here on the earth. Jesus, we stand in awe of you. We love you. We worship you. And God, just at the very outset, we just wanna say, um, you be glorified. We love you. We worship you. Now, God, would you just help us as we walk through this? Um, God, thank you for the people. Thank you for the ministries. Thank you for faithfulness, um, God, in all of these areas. And Lord, we just love you. And we just declare even our plans for this year ahead. Lord, we just humbly submit them to you. God, you have your way in this church body. Have your way in our lives individually, in our homes, here in Knoxville and, and abroad. God, ministries abroad. But Lord, right here in this local body, would you be king? Would you be the good shepherd and help us to walk in obedience and submission to you? It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. All right, well, I wanna open things up just kind of reiterating our mission statement, who we are as a church, what we want to be about. And so our mission statement is that we exist to be equipping people to be passionate disciples of Jesus Christ. 
Equipping people to be passionate disciples of Jesus Christ. And so there's real practical, tangible ways that we do that. And we'll talk about some of them in a minute. But the aim of our heart is to not only become disciples ourselves, but learn to pass that on to others, that we would encourage the people around us, the next generation, to walk faithfully with Jesus, to be in love with him. Like the word passion is in there for a reason. There's a reason we devote time every Sunday just to stop and worship him, to glorify him. We want to be people who are passionate about Jesus. And so that's what we're about as a church. Many of you know, we spent this last year, one of the practical ways we walked that out was we went through Pastor Dave Deering's book, A Discipleship Journey, and we spent an entire year just growing in hopefully not only knowledge, um, but in, in wisdom, like application. How do we take this stuff that we were learning and apply it into our everyday lives? And then not only how did I learn it and am I applying it, how, am I learning how to pass it on? Am I being purposeful to invest in the lives of other people? And so as we move into this new year, I just wanna encourage you guys, be prayerful about who the Lord is calling you to invest in this year. And whether you use the specific tool of the discipleship journey book or whatever you use, it's, it's just a tool in the tool belt. The idea is growing in our walk with Jesus and investing in others. And I wanna encourage you to be prayerful about what that might look like in your life this year. And so um, as we launch into this new year, um, I mentioned this last Sunday, we're going to be starting out with a series in the book of James starting next Sunday. And we'll spend probably two and a half, three months going through the book of James together. Um, But in all of this, we're learning to grow in our personal walk with the Lord and we're learning to invest in other people. And so I just, I just want to reiterate that. I know I'm being repetitive there, I want you to almost get tired of hearing the call to be disciples. Um, There's lots of things that make up a church community. There's activities, there's worship gatherings, there's just, there's enjoying relationships. But Jesus' plan to carry the good news, the gospel to the world, was, was ultimately disciples growing themselves and investing in the lives of others. That was his whole plan, is that we would intentionally pass this on in discipleship relationships. That is his plan. Not my plan, not my strategy, it's his strategy. Are events good? Yes, they're important. Is it awesome to fill stadiums with people coming to Jesus, celebrating Jesus? Yes. But what is needed is mothers and fathers in the faith who've grown into that, and who are investing in others. And so we wanna be about that here in the body. And so, um, so think about how that might look in your own life this year. So I wanna just kind of start talking about our local church body, and then we'll talk about some events coming up, and then kind of outside of our local church body, um, other people and organizations we partner with as we go. And so everything I'm about to talk about now, just in our local church body, it's meant to facilitate us growing in the area of being disciples of Jesus and investing in others. And so, you know, we, we keep things relatively streamlined. Like we do a few events here and there, but we really try not to fill up the calendar. And it's not because we don't like doing stuff and it's not because we don't like being with each other, but we wanna be intentional with the time that we spend with each other. And then we wanna encourage everybody in the body, live the life Jesus has given you where he's planted you with the neighbors that you have in the vocation that you have. 
turning around and taking what, what he's pouring into you and, and investing it in the lives around you. And so Sundays is one of our primary gatherings. And really the, the only other big primary gathering that we have is our life groups. And that's meant to be a place where you have real relationship with people and, and we're growing in our knowledge of the word, but the idea is aiming for application. That's the idea. As I'm walking through real life with other people, are we learning to mutually encourage each other? How do I apply this? Like, it's great if three months from now we go, man, I've got a deeper understanding of the book of James. I learned some things. I was equipped in some new ways or I was reminded of some stuff I haven't read or studied in a while. That's great if, if that deposit has been downloaded into us. But if it's not working its way out of our lives, we're missing the point. And so life groups is a key place where we can gather in community with each other. We can pray through things together. We can walk through life together, but we can encourage each other to really live out our faith. And so we really prioritize life groups. So I'd encourage you, jump into one if you're not in one. Um, we've got several life groups. They're, they're, they've all been pretty full for a while and we're finishing up some training that we've been doing with some new folks. And so we're gonna be opening up another life group or even two in the coming weeks and months. And so be watching for that. But if you are not currently in one, let us know and there's a place for you. We'll get you plugged in, all right? Life groups are vitally important. Okay, um, another area I wanted to highlight um, is kids ministry. Kids ministry. Um, listen, if we're gonna be about discipleship, what better place than to invest in the next generation? And so parents, there's things we want to do here on Sunday mornings and even beyond Sunday mornings to, to pour into our children. But we don't view ourselves as the primary disciplers of your kids. We wanna support and encourage what you are doing at home. We wanna come alongside you and help you in that effort. And so we're gonna be intentional when we're gathered on Sundays or some of the other um, things we do outside of Sundays with the kids, but, but we wanna encourage and equip you parents. We wanna walk alongside you as you disciple. And I just wanna encourage you guys. I'll talk about volunteering in a minute this morning. Um, and you'll hear us mention it. You know, every couple of months, we start a new rotation of volunteers. And one of the key areas where we just, we always need help is in kids ministry. And I just, I wanna encourage you guys. We, I'm not saying any of us do this in particular, but I've struggled with this over the years at times. It's easy to just view it as like, it's kind of just taking care of kids. You know, it's babysitting can be the mentality. And like, we can't have that mentality. We're investing in children who are gonna grow into adults. And what we're doing on Sundays with them matters. And so not only just how we treat and interact with them, like being a godly example of the love of Christ, but at their age level, teaching them where they are. Listen, friends, if you're holding a baby that doesn't understand the words that you're speaking, just providing a safe, loving place for that child is huge. And a mom who's getting a break for a few minutes, a few precious minutes to get to worship, maybe have somebody pray over them, maybe enjoy a nap during the sermon <laughs> just to catch a little sleep. I, listen, I remember those years when it was just a lot of babies at home. Like it matters. It matters for the parents. It matters for the kids. And so I would just encourage you guys. Some of us, I know, we just feel drawn and called to pour into children. And so definitely if that's a calling in your life, please sign up and participate in our kids ministry. But even if that's not a particular calling, we all as a church body have a responsibility to model what it looks like to follow Jesus and to invest in the next generation. So I'd encourage you, consider that as a, as a huge outlet 
uh, to have a, a long-term impact is serving in kids' ministry. And so we're grateful for our kids' ministry. I also just want to highlight um, so many of the key people are in classes this morning. I don't know if a single one of our staff kids' ministry, yeah, Andrew's not in here. Yeah, they're all serving with kids. Well, I just want to acknowledge, oh, there's Kristen. Okay, I'll talk about Kristen more in just a second. I want to acknowledge Andrew and Dira who've faithfully guided our kids' ministry for a couple of years now. They've just done an incredible job growing that. Um, one of the things to celebrate in 2022 is we really started getting off the ground the start of a youth ministry. Um, we have so many young families in our church. We've just never really had a middle school or high school youth ministry other than a, than a couple of my children, like my precious daughter, Ashley. We just haven't had a lot of teenagers in our church. Um, and we're grateful for some other churches who've provided youth group over the years. Um, but we're growing into that. And so a lot of us, we have some children now who are moving into those middle school years. And so we've been getting this thing off the ground in this past year. And, and Andrew's done a, a wonderful job with that. Deer's done a wonderful job with that. And by this fall, when the new school year starts, we will have a full middle school youth group. Like we've kind of been calling it like fifth through eighth and dismissively full middle school and starting to grow the high school. We've got some ninth graders coming. And so it's just fun to watch that grow. Um, and so Kristen, I don't want to embarrass you. I'm not going to make you say anything this morning. Would you just stand up for just a second? Um, Kristen and her husband, Caleb, we've got a picture we're going to put up there of them in a minute for another reason, but um, they are going to be taking over the kids ministry as Andrew and Dira move to Indonesia. And so Kristen, we're grateful for you. They've been serving... You can sit back down if you want, because I'm going to talk for a minute. They've been faithfully serving here at the church for years in kids ministry, in setup and tear down, real involved in life group. They're life group co-leaders with the Hawkins and um, just an awesome young couple. And they've been preparing, like we started this dialogue back in the summer when we knew Andrew and Deer were being called. And so they've been preparing and being groomed and like they're now officially on staff as of January 1. Her and her husband, Caleb, are going to oversee kids and youth ministry here at the church. And so super grateful for them. We love you guys and just excited um, for y'all as you carry things into the future. So there's a little bit about our kids and youth ministry. I already kind of mentioned this, but um, volunteering, um, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time trying to recruit you into volunteering. I really, what I want to do is thank people who are volunteering. So here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm probably even going to forget something. So if you volunteer, just stand up. But if you do set up and tear down, uh, coffee area, kids check-in, greeting, serving in the kids ministry, tech ministry, um, lead a life group. Am I forgetting other things? You write life group questions, um, whatever. Would you just stand up for a minute if you volunteered in 2022? Even if you're not currently, if you volunteered last year, we wanna thank you guys. Okay, now we're gonna try one more time. We need a bigger hand clap and a yell than that. Woo! Thank you guys so much. Y'all can be seated. Um, one of the most encouraging moments in 2022 for me personally, um, it was like late summer, early fall, we did a volunteer appreciation day. And when we got together and we were all kind of gathered, I'm looking at everybody there and I'm realizing our volunteers in 2022 were bigger than our whole church was in 2021. And it was just such a, it was just another glimpse of like God's faithfulness first and foremost, but the faithfulness of his people in the church. It was just really encouraging. And so thank you guys for the way that you serve and participate. Um, listen, I know some of it is just work. 
It just is. But one of the things I'm grateful for is we don't do this stuff alone. And there has been so much, um, like just good, rich relationships that have grown just out of working alongside one another. And so I would just encourage you, if you're here and this is your church home, consider jumping in and participating, volunteering. Um, It's just a great way to link arms with other members of the body to invest back into a place where hopefully you're being encouraged and poured into. So consider jumping into that. Um, All right, I wanna talk now about our servant leaders. Um, Any leaders here in the church, um, we don't just wanna emphasize the terminology of servant leaders, we wanna live that out. We wanna live that out. And so the people who help lead here in the body are people who serve in the body. And we're really grateful for our servant leaders. Um, Alex and Nick and your spouses, Kristen, uh, Crystal, would y'all stand up? I really said that in a weird order. (laughs) I should have said, Nick and Kristen, will you stand up? Alex and Crystal, will you stand up? Yeah. Um, My wife, Amy, is traveling with one of my daughters at a dance uh, intensive this weekend, so she's not here. Um, These are the elders of the church. We also have another couple that moved here with us originally um, in 2016 that have since moved on to Colorado and they continue to be elders from a distance. We're, We're in plans and preparation, grooming some other elders to kind of replace them and step into that. Um, but these are the elders that help lead and serve the church. Um, and so thank you guys for staying. Thank you for what you do for our body. Um, I'm really grateful for our elders. We are an elder-run church, okay? We, we have a church back in Franklin, Tennessee that helped send us here. I was on staff there for about 17 years before we moved here. So we were very involved there. They invested a lot in our lives, Um, but we are a standalone church body. We have our own 501c3 established. If you care about that sort of level of detail, there it is. We're an elder run church. And so the elders prayerfully make um, just the big spiritual leadership, like the direction we're heading, financial decisions, all of that. It's it's under the eldership of the church. Um, We also have deacons that help lead and serve. The really, the only difference between a deacon and an elder, an elder has like an official board vote. The deacons don't, but we invite the deacons into a, a lot of our big decision-making. These are people who serve in the body. They give faithfully um, and they weigh in. We want their wisdom and insight in guiding the church. And so the deacons are very involved. So our deacons that are in the room, um, if the new ones would stay seated for a minute, I'm gonna talk about you in a moment, but our current deacons that have been serving, if you would stand up, Um, If you're in the room, Bart, that's you. Greg, that's you. Bob, Diane, you can stand up if spouses are in the room. Um, Tommy is actually out doing safety team right now. So he's in the hall, if y'all know Tommy and Amy Nickel, and she's probably serving in kids ministry knowing Amy this morning. Um, So those are our current deacons. And then Andrew and Deera, who I think are both serving in kids ministry as well. See, I actually don't mind that they're all serving in kids' ministry because it emphasizes the point I'm making. Our, our deacons, our elders, they serve the body faithfully. Thank you guys for serving the body. Um, and then as, as Andrew and Deer are preparing to move, um, we've been prayerfully thinking about adding a couple of deacons. And so we have two new deacons as of, as of the first of the year. Um, again, uh, Caleb and Kristen are one of them. We can go ahead and put that picture up. Caleb is serving in youth ministry this morning. Beautiful picture there. Um, and then Mickey, who is in the room, he was gonna be serving in kids ministry this morning. His wife, Stephanie, is serving. So let's maybe put their picture up. But Mickey, would you stand up just so everybody can see you guys? 
just super grateful for Mickey and Stephanie Wade. Um, so those are, those are two new couples coming in as deacons as well. So thank you guys. What we're going to do since several of them were serving in kids ministry this morning, two weeks from now is a family Sunday. And one of the things we're going to do that morning is our elders and deacons are going to come up. And as a church body, we're just going to lay hands on the new deacons and their wives and just pray over them and commission them into this new role that they're stepping into. So we were going to do that this morning, but again, people are serving. So we'll do that in a couple of weeks. All right. So very excited. And then just want to update you guys kind of on our staff. And so uh, me and Alex are kind of the only full-time staff members. Um, Alex, what's your title? Associate pastor? Do all the stuff that I'm not good at and don't want to do. And so Alex, Alex does way more than he'll ever get credit for. Crystal serves with him to lead worship. Obviously, you see them, them up here leading. And so, and then we have several part-time staff members who help serve the body. And so, um, Diane Spencer, my mom back there, I know you stood up a minute ago if you'd wave. She just kind of handles bookkeeping, human resources. My parents were on, on staff for a long time in the Dominican Republic, um, serving at a ministry there we'll talk about later. Um, she did all the bookkeeping for years for them. And so she's kind of continued doing our bookkeeping here. Um, for the church. So we're grateful for that. Um, and then Amy Nickel, who I already mentioned, who's not in the room. She, she's like all the behind the scenes stuff, all the admin stuff. There's a good chance if you needed a detail about something, Amy is the one, one way or the other, who organized it and probably communicated it with you. Um, and so Amy just does a great job. If you're new to the church, this can be confusing to people. I, I am married to Amy Spencer, and I have an assistant, Amy Nickel, and sometimes when people hear the Amys, they get confused. So you, if you're talking to someone on church staff about details, it's probably Amy Nickel who, who serves. So we're grateful for Amy. And then we already mentioned Caleb and Kristen. Um, Andrew and Deira had been in that role in kids' youth ministry, and now um, Caleb and Kristen are continuing in that. So that's, that's our staff. And then we got kind of a new role. So Zach, would you just wave at everybody back there? Um, so Zach, Andrew next to him, one of the several Andrews in the church, Andrew Jolly, Andrew Bohannon, just want to acknowledge you. Andrew, would you wave? Bart, you've done, uh, you've done stuff. Tibor, you've done a little bit of, you're starting to do some pro presenter stuff, aren't you? So we, we've got people, am I missing anybody that's in the room that I didn't mention? We've got several people who've just served faithfully in our tech ministry, but here's what's happened behind the scenes. We've had volunteers serving back there and Alex, who's up here leading, is also the guy who knows all the technical stuff. And so he's in charge of the things happening back there while he's up here leading. And so starting this year, um, Zach is in a part-time role where he's gonna oversee all of the tech ministry. And so we are super <laughs> grateful for you, Zach, thank you. Um, and Alex is very grateful for Zach. It's just, it's gonna be awesome to watch what happens having somebody leading that. And so he has served faithfully in that. Other volunteers have served faithfully. He will continue to just invest even more into the people who've been serving to equip them and support them. And so, buddy, thank you for the role you're stepping into. We're super grateful for you. All right, I think that covered everything for staff. Any questions about elders, deacons, staff? I know we don't do a lot of like Q&A during the service normally, but this isn't normal. We good? Cool. Well, listen, there is an open door. If you ever want to learn more about how we're doing things behind the scenes, how we run things, if you're wanting to get more involved and you're like, how would I become a deacon one day? Like, let's have conversation about that. 
Um, so open door, we'd love to have conversation with you guys about any questions that you may have. Um, so I'll, I'm gonna do this relatively quickly, but I just wanna highlight some events that we're gonna be doing this year, just so you can kind of be aware and mark your calendars. So um, probably the, the one coming up soonest is Easter weekend. And so we'll do a Good Friday service. We do a sunrise service down at the Cove. And so Easter weekend is just, it's a great opportunity to not only glorify our risen savior, but potentially reach out to some people who need a place, who don't know Jesus at all, or who have, maybe they've just drifted and disconnected and need a church home. And so obviously we welcome people every single Sunday, but I encourage you guys, let's be prayerful because that's a weekend where people will go to church who normally wouldn't. And it's a great way to introduce people to Jesus and to invite them into a church community. And so I want you to not only mark your calendar to participate that weekend, but really think about, like, do you have a neighbor that doesn't know the Lord? Or maybe they've drifted in their relationship with him. Consider who you might invite to come participate. So that's Easter weekend coming up. We're gonna do two retreats this year. We're gonna do a men's retreat in the spring. Um, And I'm realizing right now I did not type the date in my notes and I apologize for that, but I think it's right near the end of April. We're gonna do a men's retreat in the spring and a ladies retreat in the fall. Those events were awesome last year. Just had an incredible time um, in the word, in the Lord's presence, but just growing in relationship with each other. And so I'd really encourage you guys to participate in those weekends if you can. Um, And then something we're gonna be adding this year that we did before COVID and we just, we really haven't done it since. In fact, we tried to pull one together maybe a year and a half ago and people just weren't quite ready to do international travel yet. Um, But we're gonna do a missions trip this year. And we're gonna go down to the Dominican Republic to Josiah's house and serve there. Um, I'll talk more about what Josiah's house does when I talk about the missions we partner with in a few minutes. Um, But be prayerful even now, like is that maybe something Lord would call you to participate in is going on a mission trip with us this year. So that's coming up. And then um, a couple of the other events later in the year, we do our barbecue and baptisms event. Um, I wanna pause here to just say, we have one Sunday set a time every year where we have church at the Cove at the park. And then after service, we have a big meal together. And then we do baptisms in the river. It's just an exciting time. Our children often that are coming of age get baptized then, but adults as well. Um, But I just wanna say, even though we have a special event where we do that every year, I don't want anyone to ever feel like you or your children have to wait. If somebody is ready to make that public declaration that I've committed my life to Christ and is ready to get baptized, man, we'll do it. I'll, I'll hop in the river in the spring when it's still chilly. We'll find a pool or something somewhere to dunk you, but we, we will baptize you whenever you're ready, all right? Um, but we do have a special event each year. Where we do that together as a church family. It's just a, just a fun gathering um, is our barbecue and baptisms event. And then Harvest Festival in the fall is another thing that'll be coming up late fall. So there's some things you can anticipate this year, and then we'll just see what else the Lord, the Lord has for us along the way. So, all right, I'm gonna talk now about missions, missions. And so I'm gonna start kind of talking local and then work outwardly from there. Um, So one of the things we've committed ourselves to since the day we came to Knoxville is, you know, um, this is just a matter of preference, I guess I would say. It's a matter of opinion within our church leadership. Um, It's not a knock on any place that does this different, but, you know, there's some churches that do a lot of external stuff themselves in a community, that's great. But one of the things we felt when we were coming to Knoxville is knowing, Lord, you're already at work in Knoxville. You're doing stuff in our community, in our backyard, and we wanna come alongside 
and partner with what you're already doing. And so instead of us recreating something that's already working really well, we want to partner with ministries that are serving our community. And so, um, and so we've committed early on at minimum every year as a church, we're going to tithe <laughs> at minimum. We're going to give away at least 10% of what comes in to ministries that are outside of our local church body uh, to support. And then we're also going to like get, roll up our sleeves and get to work. We want to come alongside and serve where we can with these ministries. So I want to highlight a couple of ministries in town that we support just in a monthly ongoing way. Um, one of them is, is a really cool opportunity that I love because it's local and it's foreign. And that's partnering with Andrew and Abigail Jolly, who serve with Bridges International on campus at UT. They are, they are sharing the gospel and discipling international students who come to UT from other countries to study. Um, and so Andrew and Abigail are awesome. Um, they're going to be sharing two Sundays from now um, a little bit more in depth about what they do on campus there. Um, but we support Andrew and Abigail. They're an awesome couple. And I just, I love that, like, sometimes when you think mission field, you think I got to go to, like, the far reaches of the earth and, like, the Lord brings people here and they're investing in them. And so that's Andrew and Abigail Jolly with Bridges International. Another really awesome ministry that's, that's based in Knoxville, um, but it operates all over the U.S. and is growing internationally is a ministry called Deeper Still. Um, if you guys know our friend Julie Whitlatch, who attends here, she's on staff with this ministry. Um, you know, we talk a lot, and rightly so, we talk a lot about pro-life initiatives and like ending abortion and just like wanting to support a community of life. But what often gets neglected is that there are people who have walked this road whose lives have been impacted and all too often, the church is like not a safe place for people who've walked through this. And the church should be a place where there's redemption and there's healing and there's forgiveness. And there's, there's people who have never been able to fully process like the weight and the toll of walking that road and the emotional grieving that happens with that. And so this ministry, Deeper Still, is all about coming alongside and walking people through finding healing post-abortion. They work with both men and women who've, who've walked through this. Um, one of their primary ways they do that is they do these retreat weekends where they come away and, man, they just walk them through the love of God, the grace of God. They give them a way to both grieve but also find hope and redemption in Jesus. Um, I've had the privilege for several years now to go to kind of their yearly fundraiser they do, and they always have people sharing testimonies who've gone through these healing retreats. And guys, it's unbelievable to watch the love of God at work touching people's lives. It's a really incredible ministry. They also do like ongoing support. They establish little chapters. And one of the places they've grown recently is in China. Um, it's a huge issue over there. There's a lot of people, anyways, I'm not gonna get into all the details this morning because um, I'll go on and on about it, but it's a powerful ministry that's impacting the lives of, of women and, and men. And so um, deeper still, we're proud to partner with them and we'll hear more about them in the year as well. Um, I, okay, I mentioned this with Andrew and Abigail a minute ago. One of the things we've really talked about is we wanna be more intentional to let you guys in on these different ministries that we support. And so we're gonna start using our family Sundays while we're having communion and our older kids are in here with us to take five or 10 minutes 
and, and have people that are a part of these ministries come and share what they're doing and give us an update and even maybe let us know how we can participate. Because it is financial, but sometimes there's ways where we can come alongside and serve in like really practical ways. I don't know if you've ever seen the big blue van out there in the parking lot. That belongs to me and my large family. Um, but my wife with Deeper Still, she felt compelled to go, I'd like to help in some way. I can't go commit to like being a part of those weekends. Um, but you know what I can do? I can use my van and I can pick these ladies up who are flying into Knoxville and I can drive them out there and take them back to the airport. It was just a practical way. And so you would be surprised some of the practical ways we can come alongside and serve. Um, and so we're gonna give these ministries opportunities once a month to hear from them. And so we'll hear about Bridges in more depth this month, deeper still, we'll have them come share at some point. And a third ministry we partner with locally is the Knoxville Dream Center. Um, some of you have been in town for a long time. You might also have heard of the Lost Sheep. It's all kind of connected in one ministry now. So the lost sheep portion of this has, has fed the homeless in our community for decades every single Wednesday night without fail under the bridge. Um, and so we partner with and support this ministry. They have also created, there's a reason that particular picture's up. I'll get there in a minute. Kristen's probably like, why am I up there? I'm not on staff at Knoxville Dream Center. Um, I'll explain that in a minute. Um, but um, another thing they do is they establish these these weekly spots in what's known as food deserts. Have y'all ever heard of food deserts? It's an area that's a little poorer and they're not within walking distance of like reasonably priced groceries, which certainly like none of us are within walking distance of reasonably priced groceries. But we're talking about people that are in serious need, like real need. And they show up with a food truck and they set out tables and they give them a week's worth of groceries for free all over town really cool ministry. They also partner with Title I schools to do all kinds of things um, to invest there. And so one of the ways, we've, we've supported them for a long time over the years. We've partnered with some of the, the food truck things. And one of the things they launched this last year was what they're calling Dream Eats, um, where they'll go to some of the, the poor um, schools in town and they'll offer a meal, usually on a night when there's already something happening at the school. So parents are gonna be there and the kids are gonna be there for like a meeting or an event. And they'll just bring a free hot meal and feed all the, all the families in the school. And so what you're seeing is a picture of some of, one of our life groups at one of those events serving. And so we served in about six or seven of those this last year. We're gonna continue to do that. Um, our life groups kind of help staff that. But if you're not in a life group, you can still participate in this. So when one is coming up, I'll announce it on a Sunday and we'll put it in the e-bulletin. And if you wanna come serve, just respond in RSVP and we'll connect you in with one of our life groups to serve at these events. Um, it's really a tangible way to serve too. There's usually more than enough of us serving food. So you get to interact and love on the people. We've had people stop and they're praying and encouraging these families that are coming through. It's, it's really neat. So Knoxville Dream Center does a lot of cool stuff in our community. Um, and we're grateful for them and thrilled to be some small part in that. So there's a few local ministries that we support. Um, I'm gonna shift now to foreign ministries. And so um, most, if not all of you have heard about this because we've talked about it a lot recently, but our, our dear friends, Andrew and Dira Soriano, they are moving to Indonesia within the next handful of, I don't know, six, eight weeks, something like that. They're finalizing details to be ready to go. They're gonna be partnering with a ministry called Compassion First that's um, specifically does ministry in the realm of, of human trafficking. Um, and Andrew and Deer are participating in these kind of recovery homes 
where these young girls come in and they, they get the, everything that they need. Counseling, um, education, they're, they're put in an environment where they're really loved on. And it's just a safe, caring environment. And, and they stay there for a long time. Like they really prepare them to not only be healed, but to be reestablished in their identity, who they are in Christ, and be ready to go out into the world as young ladies, um, healed, restored, and, and ready for a new life. It's a powerful ministry. Um, and so Andrew and Dira are going to be a part of that. They're taking their whole family and moving to Indonesia. And we're committed big time to supporting them. Um, you know, I don't know what it's going to look like in terms of us visiting them. We'll have to see when they get established. But man, I'd love to be taking some people from here to go visit and serve with them in Indonesia. Um, so we're very excited for that. Um, another couple that, that we support, um, Brian and Rochelle Ray are really just close personal friends of mine. We were in the Nashville area together for years. Um, uh, Brian is a Tennessee boy who married a girl from Mexico and they're, they're missionaries and pastors now in Mexico. So they actually serve at Grace Chapel, Navajoa. They planted around the same time we did um, in the state of Sonora, Mexico. Navajoa is the name of the city they're in. Um, and there's a church, a Grace Chapel church there. And so we help support the work that's happening there on Sundays. Um, and Brian, I just, we, it's been a really cool, encouraging relationship because there's differences culturally but also like we're all just people. And so there's a lot of similarities and we learn a lot from each other and encourage each other along the way. Just a good dear friend. They're an awesome couple, um, really doing a lot of great stuff there in Mexico. Um, and then I've mentioned this a couple times in passing, but Josiah's house, we support Josiah's house in the Dominican Republic. Um, this, is, this is an awesome, it's several pieces of property now with multiple homes. Um, it originally started as, as a home for boys and now there's a home for girls as well. Um, and the vision behind Josiah's house is getting children off the street and getting them in a home environment with a mother and a father. They try to limit the number of children that are in a home to like six or eight kids. Um, so that doesn't just feel like a big institution, but it's, it's, it's real personal. Like there's a father figure, mother figure right there in the home with them, getting them in education, getting them off the street, establishing in their walk with Jesus. Um, it's, it's an incredible ministry, and that's where we're going to go this year on a mission trip to serve and partner with them. And so you'll hear more about Josiah's house in the coming months as well. Um, and then uh, my daughter. I'm going to talk about my daughter for just a minute. I'm not going to embarrass her too much. So those of you who know us know our daughter Ashley um, left to do a missions trip last January. And then while she was there, felt called to stay much longer. And so she's ultimately committed to almost two years now in Switzerland, and there's some, there's some outreach where they go outside of Switzerland to serve as well. Um, but she's starting her second year. We weren't expecting to see her at Christmas. And when I say we, I mean my wife's a liar and kept secret for months that my daughter Ashley was coming home to surprise us for Christmas. So me and the kids had no idea she was coming to visit us, but she's gotten a whole month off, which has been really sweet. Um, um, so she's been here kind of since Christmas and leaves early February, but she spent pretty much all of 2022 serving there and is spending the rest of this next year there. And so I wanted to highlight what she's doing, but also just thank you guys. Many of you are supporting her, um, in this journey that she's on and we're grateful for that. And so if you didn't know, she has committed to finish out all of 2023 now, um, in Switzerland. And by the second half of the year, all the things they've been training her in, she's going to be staffing and leading some others. And so it's been a huge growth year for her as, as she's touching other lives, just watching her grow 
um, as a dad. It's been awesome to see. So thank you for serving. We love you, girl. And thank all of you guys who have been supporting her. Um, and then the last thing I want to mention is actually something that is complete. Um, and so if you're new, you might not know about this. For those who've been walking with us for a bit, we've supported Zach and Callie Ward for several years like right before COVID started, they picked up their lives and moved to Morocco and committed for several years of serving in Morocco. And so we supported them for several years while they were there and they just came home at Christmas off the mission field. And so um, job well done to them. We're hoping to have them here on a Sunday soon in person. Um, they're they're kind of with their family now. And I, I think it's very public now because it's like Facebook official. So I think I can say it, but they're pregnant with their first. So very excited for Zach and Callie and they feel very called. Yeah, we can, we can celebrate that for a minute. Yeah. Um, they're very called to like long-term ministry. And so we're praying for them as they figure out kind of what that's gonna look like in the next phase of their life. But they're UT grads. Um, I think they were part of Chi Alpha here on campus. They participated in it. Then they staffed it for a year and then they did this trip to Morocco. And so um, they just have huge servant hearts, great couple. We love Zach and Callie. And so if you think of them, be praying for them as they're just sorting out what things look like next um, as God calls them into ministry. All right, I'm gonna take a couple minutes now. I'm gonna be very brief. I'm not giving a lot of detail, but I wanna say up front, I am open to talking with you and giving you as much detail as you would like, but I just wanna take a couple minutes and just talk about our church finances with you guys and give you a sense of this. So I wanna start by just... Um, talking about like the, the missions giving, everything that you just saw that we give to, I wanna give you kind of a number from this past year. And so in 2022, we gave over like just under $30,000 away last year. We gave $29,457.44 in outreach. Like you guys did that. Like internally, we kind of get to prayerfully go, Lord, what, how do we distribute these funds you've given? But like, this is y'all, this is your giving and your generosity that's done this. And so just the breakdown to give you an example of this, like we always set money aside for benevolence to meet needs within the church body or even in the community, people who aren't here at the church that just need a helping hand that can be medical bills or whatever, unexpected expenses and repairs that pop up. Like sometimes people just need help. There's like a loss of a job that extends longer than anticipated. And so as a church, we wanna come alongside. And so we want y'all to know that. And if you hear of needs within the body, sometimes people don't raise their hand. Like we wanna help each other out. Um, sometimes I watch people just do that individually and it's really cool to see that, but the church wants to be able to help and support where needs arise. And so there were a few things this year that came up in benevolence that we did. And then the rest of that, that money was these local and foreign missions that we talked about that we just partner with. Most of them, we just have an ongoing monthly support where we partner with them. Um, so there is that. Our expected missions giving in 2023 is to raise that to about 36,000. The reason I say expected is like, we respond to needs as they arise. So like, we know what we've planned and budgeted for that we're gonna give away for sure. And then we're open to what comes up along the way and where we can, can support. And so there's, there's that information. Um, and so in a minute, I'm gonna talk about just kind of local giving. I just wanna encourage you guys, your finances support these missions that we talked about. It supports the ministry of the body here. So whether it's some of the staff that I mentioned, it's paying rent and insurance and all those kinds of things, um, just the supplies and materials. Um, but you guys, your giving supports this ministry and those ministry partners. And so let me give you a couple numbers from this last year. So let's go backwards. In 2021, 
like just on the heels of kind of coming through COVID and like, I won't rehash all the history and stuff that we went through, but our local giving, so people within the local body gave $208,686.47, our local giving. That was in 2021. Last year, the local giving grew to $262,262. I thought that was weird, 262, $262.20. All right, that's some really encouraging growth. That's awesome. Um, go ahead and go to the next slide. I know there's a couple other numbers on there, but the next slide just highlights it for you. We grew by $53,000 last year. It's a 25% increase in our local giving. So it was a really just encouraging year. We're not hung up on numbers, but like they matter. They impact our ability to, to do ministry. It's, it's another tool in the tool belt. Like God uses people, he uses finances. And so it's, it's awesome to see. And so we're grateful for the growth. Thank you guys for your faithful giving. Um, if you wanna go backwards one more time, I just did wanna mention, I just think this is cool and y'all should know this. Pretty much since we moved here, we've had out of town people who just go, we believe in what's happening there. We wanna support it. And so again, almost $30,000, like $27,000 came in to our local church body just from people who don't live here. I just want to support what God is doing. And so that's really encouraging. And if any of them are listening online later, thank you. We are appreciative. Can we, can we do a little thank you? Um, guys, I'm, I'm telling you, in 2020 and 2021, you have no idea how big that was. It was still big last year too. But like going through such a hard season, it was incredible, the faithfulness of people who we're in other cities, other states that just said, we wanna be a support, part of supporting what's happening there. And so we're grateful. And ultimately, here's what we believe about money. Ultimately, we know that it's the Lord who provides. Here's the truth. In my personal life, whatever finances I have, they're not mine. They're his. Like when we talk about giving and tithing, it's not a thing we harp on here a lot. Um, Maybe we should talk about it more, but I've just, I've always wanted to lean to the side of, of not confusing the issue and just going, hey, we're here to just talk people into giving us their money. And that is not why we're here. But I do believe that if we are faithfully walking with the Lord as disciples of Jesus, that every area of our life is touched by him. And that one of the things I come to understand as a follower of Jesus is that everything I have belongs to him. It's from him. And whatever number of years I have on this earth, my physical body, my family, my finances, I'm a steward. I don't own any of that. It's his and I get to steward it. And so I, I wanna steward my relationships faithfully. I wanna steward my money well. And so what we believe about money as a local church flows out of that. We want to be faithful stewards of what comes in. If little comes in, we wanna be faithful with that. If a lot comes in, we wanna be faithful with that. We wanna be faithful stewards. As a church, we wanna be generous. We wanna look outside of ourselves and give and support others. And so we wanna be faithful stewards who are generous. And then friends, the, the last part is just as important as the other two. We wanna be people of gratitude. Not stingy, not miserly, people of gratitude. God blesses a cheerful giver. There's, there's, it's a joy to get to give. It's a joy to watch God's faithfulness when things are great and even when he sees us through when things are hard. 
Um, and it's, it's healthy and right for us as a church, as a whole, to be givers and to be generous. And I just want to encourage you guys um, in, to, to tithe wherever your church home is. Like, I don't want to talk you into giving here if you're called to be somewhere else, but I believe we are called to tithe. It's in the scripture. I practice that personally. I just, I believe in it. Um, I think the only argument you can make when you look at the New Testament is you look at the early church and they kind of gave everything. (laughs) I've heard people try to argue you don't see tithing in the New Testament. It's like, I actually think that you do. Jesus affirmed it. Others did. Um, But really the only argument is maybe we just give it all and then figure it all out. (laughs) Anybody want to sign up for that plan? I I didn't think so. Um, Like we're we're called to give. We're called to tithe. It's, It's throughout scripture. It was even before the law. Like we see it early in the Old Testament, even before the law of Moses, Abraham. So I believe in it. I also just want you to know, like nobody's looking over your shoulder. I've practiced the discipline. I'm thankful for this. I learned this from my pastor back in Franklin. I've practiced the discipline of I don't look at who gives what. I participate in, in, in managing the church's finances. Like I see the big picture numbers. I know what's coming in on a consistent basis, but I do not look at who gives what. So don't give out of some guilty obligation like Pastor Jake knows. This is between you and the Lord. Also, don't give to try to impress me because you're not impressing me because I have no idea. Um, It does a lot though. Hopefully it frees you from any weird sense of like guilt or obligation. I also want you to know it frees me. It frees me up, man. I can just, I can love you guys and serve you guys. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna preach the truth. And if it steps on the toes of a big tither and they leave, I'm not going to compromise what I'm, how I'm leading or what I'm teaching because I'm worried that it might offend that guy over there that doesn't necessarily agree with me and we might lose that tithe check because I don't know who's given what. And so it, it frees me up. We're going to be committed to preaching the truth. We're going to be committed to living it out to the best of our ability. And then we want to be faithful stewards with the finances that come in. There is massive benefit in choosing to give. In your personal walk with the Lord, he honors your personal finances. This isn't some weird, like, name it, claim it. We're all gonna be millionaires if we give everything, but just there is power in being a faithful steward of what God's given you. And I'd encourage you, develop a habit, a discipline of being a giver and watch what God does. It's the only thing in the scripture that he says, test me in this. Test me in this. Watch how I will bless you. And that blessing isn't always financial but he does always bless. So there you go. There's that. All right. So just to wrap things up this morning, you guys have been really patient. Has this made sense to everybody? Y'all tracking okay? I worry sometimes we're going too much detail. It's like overwhelming to hear all this. Um, I also am keenly aware every year we do this, I feel like not nearly enough things got the time and attention that they deserved. Um, We could talk for weeks about all the wonderful things happening here and the ways you guys are serving here within the body and all the things the Lord is doing in our midst. Hopefully this gives you a sense of where we're at, where we're heading, what God's been up to. Um, And so I just wanna end by encouraging you guys with this. Um, We are the church. We are the church. It's people. I mean, I use the phrase, I'm going to church on Sunday, but like, I don't really mean it the way it sounds. Church isn't the Sunday morning gathering. Church isn't a building, which I think we all know pretty well sitting here in a school gym, but it's not a building. It's not a particular day and time. We do a church gathering on Sunday mornings to worship the Lord. We are the church. 
And so I'd encourage you guys, let's really view ourselves that way. I am a part of the body of Christ. And if this is your church home, I am a part of Grace Chapel. And so what does it look like for me to, to be involved in the body? We are all connected. Jesus uses the terminology, the scripture uses the terminology of a body for a reason. All parts are needed and essential. I don't need to do more than I should be doing, but I also don't need to be doing less. Like I need to fulfill what God's calling me to fulfill. And so be prayerful about how you fit in this year um, with your time, with your, with your talent, your gifts, your abilities, your spiritual gifts, um, and with your treasure. Where might God call you to participate in the body in the year ahead? All right? We love you guys. We're grateful to do this with you. Anything that I've hit on this morning, if, if you missed something or if there wasn't enough detail, man, I'd love to meet you for lunch or coffee and talk in more depth. Um, we're here. If you want to know more about our church finances, you're welcome to see them. Um, but anyway, there you go. Thank you guys for participating this morning. Um, can I close this out in prayer real quick? All right. Well, God, we want to just end how we began, which is thanking you. God, we're in awe of you and your faithfulness. Lord, thank you for all this and, and so much more that we could celebrate. Thank you for your faithfulness in 2022. Lord, we commit our, our lives and our church community to you in 2023. We lift up these ministries that we partner with. God, we lift up every member of this body. Lord, from our youngest child to our oldest member. Um, God, people that are just new barely connecting in, just starting to get to know the body. People who've been here for years. God, every one of us, we commit our hearts and our lives to you. We commit our families to you. God, would you help us this year see how we can faithfully steward what you have given us? God, how we can grow as disciples. Or if, there, if there's areas in our own life where you want to sharpen rough edges, God, where you want to grow us and stretch us, would you do that? Or if there's areas outside of us externally where you're wanting us to lean in a little bit more, to serve, to invest in others, God, would you guide us in that? And then, Lord, we just submit our finances as a church. We submit our plans as a church. God, we submit ourselves as a church to you. Would you be the leader and guide here? God, we want what you want. Lord, our heart this year, what success would look like in this year ahead is if we were obedient to you. That's what we want to do, be obedient to your leading and direction. We love you. We commit not only this morning to you, but this entire year ahead. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.